Yep, it's a stupidly small podcast. Friday, 28th of November, 2014, version 2.0. Hello, I'm Stu Farrell. G'day, Lauren Stu, Clark. Stu, you don't mention things like that. Are we letting them behind the curtain? No, there's no curtain. It's or is all... it just the fact that you uh, don't know how to press play or and record at the same time on our stereo? you got to press both buttons now. I, look, we may have already recorded today's podcast. <laughs> Hi again. We've got a guest that has cobwebs on him in it there in the Listen, green room, Lauren Clark. we'll get to him soon enough, Stu Farrell. Uh, How are you? I'm actually all right, all things considered. How are you? I'm good. Really? Are we going to talk about Uh, this? No, we're not. We're going to get on with business because it's Friday. Good. Yep. And Friday is fun day uh, in a stupidly big world. Yep. And And uh, a stupidly small world. And what about stupidly medium world? I don't know about those guys. No. They're our competition. They're dead to us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Stu, Mm. it is... Uh, a very big day where we live right now because we live in a place called Melbourne in Victoria and it's the election tomorrow. Oh, yes. Election so, of the, just to elect our state government. You're just the state government, just right. the, those those guys. Can I ask you just before you go on? Because yeah. I know you're going to mention something about who you're going to vote for and why. Um, and um, <laughs> no, I think it's, we, we, it's, we bear our souls today. No, we know. Way, our colours, red, blue or green. No. Uh, and I'm going to ask why you're voting for that person. But, you know, this year, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but state politics, yeah. does it seem more irrelevant or pointless than ever before? Does it seem like we're wasting more and more money on these monkeys than ever before? I used to be pro-states. I don't know, man. I don't know. Sometimes, there have been times when it's been pretty bad. Oh, pretty bad? Yeah. I, how so? Well... I don't know. There was a uh, there was a very dramatic uh, election when I was overseas when I when I lived in Boston, which was the the one where Jeff Kennett got voted out. That was a good one. <laughs> but I'm just saying mm. that that was there was a lot of division before that about. Well, I mean, Kennett was you wasn't know, so much division on that day. <laughs> no, there wasn't. It was very clear. It, was it wasn't that clear. It was very. It was a cliffhanger. Actually, was it three independents that uh, decided that vote? But look. We're talking about ancient history here. Yeah. Who are you voting for? I'm not going to tell you who I'm voting for. And guess when I'm voting? Oh, uh, when? It's what? Today. Tomorrow? Why not today? Where? Yeah. You How's can that? vote today. You can vote before the actual election day. Yeah. Um, by just going to one of the early early polling booths, which are in the city. Yes. And you just rock up and you vote and take. You, you got to stand in a queue, but if but if you don't go at lunchtime, it it make it easier on yourself. And you just stand in a queue and you vote. You're putting people like me out of a job. What do you mean people like well, you? I'm, a, as you know, a, a party animal, a, a, a part of the machine. Yeah, I, uh, a wonk. I'm a wonk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a, a term that us wonks don't necessarily appreciate, yeah. by the way. It's a, it's, a, uh, it's a bit annoying to be called a wonk. Is it? But, uh, yeah, I'll be uh, handing out uh, how to vote cards tomorrow yep. for six hours mm. uh, in the sun. Uh, you know why? Because I'm passionate. I believe in a cause. Are you really doing this? This sounds like a joke. No, I, I, hang on. Of course I'm really doing it. Are you really? Yeah. I You're mean, it's better than the uh, other option they offered me. I had one of two jobs offered to me. Hang on. Okay. Well, you're not going to tell us who for? No. Okay. So you're for a party. Yes. You are handing out how well, to What are my cards? loves in life? I love shooting. I love four-wheel driving, <laughs> uh, gutting animals, oh, uh, what else, cutting things off animals. So you could pretty much uh, work out who I'm voting for. God. 
or working for, who I vote for is my my business and my business alone. Who are you voting for? <laughs> hey, what? what was the other job you were offered? Uh, well, this is you the said one of part. two jobs. Yeah. yeah. Well, the voting booths that you see on a Saturday. Yeah. Covered in placards, you know the Barbies going, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, red, blue, green parties everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, say I'm working for Yellow Party. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. And we go sex party. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, like shooting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, and then uh, we go and put up all of our stuff the day before because you don't do it on polling day. Like the signs and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So Friday afternoon we posters. go pull us uh, posters, vote for Harold, he's the best, you know. Right, yeah. Um, and then the job that was offered to me was to sit in my car outside the polling booth all night watching they, – they actually said take a laptop and watch DVDs and we'll bring coffee and pizza because uh, Purple Party – yeah. If we don't, if we're not there to watch our polling booth, purple party people, yeah, the purple party people, <laughs> a bit of a sixties rock number, will come mm. and destroy our polling booth and rip it. They'll decimate it. They cut them down. They the rip them off. The polling booth or like the sign at the, the front? party, the party advertising. So really, so there are like stooges from other parties that will come and stooges tear down. And it was told to me in no uncertain terms, with swearing, that this <laughs> happens. Really? Um, <laughs> with swearing. Yeah, this is someone I've never met before from the party. You're really? going to me on the phone. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't think I'll do that job um, purely because I'll fall asleep and then I'll, I'll, I'll be the guy that's wake like so, the party dude be na- knocking on my car window with I'll get drool coming down my face. So the job is to sit in the car. <laughs> yes. Is that right? Sit in the car Outside out the, the front. Room, yeah, and make sure no other wonks, opposition wonks. So are, wonks. There, are there opposition wonk? It's in their cars as well? Uh, yeah, I assume so, because otherwise there'd be wonks like me ripping down their stuff. So it's a bit of a wonk war out here uh, in Victoria. I'm, I'm assuming just in marginal seats. What a bunch of wonkers, yeah. Yes, uh, just in marginals. Like if you were, you know, in one of the leafier suburbs, um, right. I'm, ass- I'm assuming they don't, you know, they don't bother walking out of their mansions to rip down other wonk papers. Yeah. But, oh, wonk papers. <laughs> Excuse me, I don't know why I found that so amusing. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's a dirty old world politics and I'm right that in the middle of it. It's like this is the spring carnival for, um, for political is, animals like me. That is uh, indicative or at least it's a kind of nice metaphor for the <laughs> level of debate in this country, isn't it? Rip that down. you've got to eat a pizza, sit in a pizza. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, could, could you imagine me ringing bring a you friend? up and say, Lauren, hey, uh, what, are you, what are you doing Friday night? <laughs> oh, not sit much, in the car with, with me? The family. How about you come and uh, be a wonk with me? Well, wonk with me. Is that fire wonk with <laughs> wonk me? With me. <laughs> uh, and we can sit in the car together. Yeah. Uh, we're going to watch a movie on our DVD and some stranger will bring us cold bits of pizza throughout the night and perhaps some coffee. Does that sound attractive? I don't think. You know what? Mm. I don't think I have a friend that would say yes to coming <laughs> and uh, wonking out the night before an election with me to protect uh, the polling booth. I don't think I could. I reckon I could. I couldn't even offer a hundred bucks for someone to do that. Really? Yeah. A hundred? Yeah. Hundred bucks is not what it used to be. I guess so. And so. <clears throat> it's still good. I mean, mm. it'll get you breakfast somewhere in in, in a Melbourne. That's about it. So, yeah. it'd be, it'd be, as it turns out, I'm handing out how to vote cards, and what? I'm going to berate people and oh. force my ideology down their throats. And you know, I've actually had visions. Oh God! Of um, <laughs> old older men, yeah, you know, in 
like angry entitled man. Yeah. You know the one I'm sort of talking about, like yeah. the guy that opinionated. Yeah. Everyone's wrong. Yeah. Blah blah. I've I've got I've I've had visions of oh God. Uh, this that man. Yeah. Going me. Yeah. And and really getting personal personal to me. Yeah. And, and me attacking him, and then someone else filming it on their camera, oh. and then it makes it to the news, and it ruins it for the party. <laughs> this is how my this is how, uh, politics Saturday is going. Yeah. <laughs> do you so know? I might be the worst one. How in do you respond hmm. with to the how to vote people? Because that's my way. I don't feel like my vote makes a big difference, but I do feel like if there's somebody who is representing a party I really despise comes up and says, "How to vote card." And I go, no, thank you. Um, yeah. Then well, it's, it's, that's your that's your protest vote, isn't it? Giving it to the how to vote it? person. No, <laughs> you, you sort of feel like you can How be embarrassing brewed. for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, seriously, I've given him that one. Oh, like, <laughs> whatever. You're gonna nah. get, You're gonna have a real self esteem problem. At the yeah, end speak of to the me. Day. Speak to me. I'm I'm starting at seven oh, thirty tomorrow morning. This is interesting. Speak to me at two. I'm either going to be uh, in jail, uh, <laughs> in a pub, <laughs> or just collapsed in a heap. Can you record into your iPhone just occasionally? Just make a little recording every now and then of how things are going. You want the wonk files next week? Yeah. All right. Well, it's... And uh, if they're interesting, we'll play them. If they're not, then we will not. Well, well no? no, I don't know. I'll be too busy pushing... Pushing beliefs down other What are you supposed throats? to do if you do do the job in the car watching the thing? Like, yeah. are you supposed to get out and beat them up? Like, or call the police? Like, Well, they're, they're wonks. They're, they're, I don't think they're tough. Like, they're, they're not, it's not like a bikey gang's going to roll up and start ripping down signs. I think it'll be, you know, uh, a young Turk from another party yeah. um, trying to impress his local member or her local member yeah. by being a bit... Oh, it's a part of the rough and tumble of politics, but it's uh, it's gonna be. No, I don't think you're gonna be too scared right. by a young Turk. Yeah, uh, name you know, you're like your friend yesterday. The writer we'll talk about Sebastian Pencil, Sebastian who, who likes to write about motorbike riding. Sebastian Pencil down. was a good name, and I don't think we should let it go to the. I think we should. Sebastian Pencil should be our fall guy. Well, he's my opposition wonk. Yeah, Sebastian okay, Pencil. Great. Sebastian Pencil. I don't like that guy. Hope so, he goes down. So who are you voting for? Not going to tell you, buddy. Come on. Don't know. All right. Well, come on Undecided. Up. Let's get <laughs> let's get him out of cobwebs. The poor old heater. We can ask him what he... No, we're not going to ask him. We're not even going to talk politics no, with no, Hater. No, 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 no. We are absolutely not. Stupid. Now, Lauren, very excited mm. because uh, we have the occasional... Segment, and we've got a new one this morning. We do. All right. Now it's called, we'll discuss it with him when we introduce him. Yeah. I called it yesterday yeah, Video you, Heat. You went rogue yesterday and called it something extremely. I've gone rogue, but I put the jocks stew. back on today and we're ready to rock. Okay. But to get everyone in the mood, yep. have a quick listen to this Mad Max, the crack interceptor on the highways of tomorrow. The classic Mad Max. And uh, what better way to kick off Video Heat than with an Australian classic. And we welcome to the very first edition of his segment, 
<laughs> Mr. Heath Kerr. G'day, Heater. Hello, Stu. Hello, Lauren. Thank G'day. you for having me. G'day, Heater. Now, listen, yeah. are you at all happy with that title? <laughs> <laughs> that segment title? Well, what did you call it? Video Heat? Video Heat. Do you reckon that's yeah, all right? Or VHS Heat or something like that because pretty much every, everything heat. we're going to talk about is going to come from a personal collection, VHSs. I all reckon right. VHS Heat. VHS Heat now. Okay. All right, cool. We've gone... We've. Uh, Lauren's already said it in the intro, but we've gone a bit rogue because we're not going with new films. We're going with what uh, sort of underground classics and obscure films now and all on VHS. Yes. And we should say this is not some manufactured thing. We went to – you have pretty much got a cave at your house (laughs) which is built out of VHS uh, videos. Yeah, that's how it's insulated, definitely. (laughs) No fat bats, it's all VHS. It really is. It's a wall of them. And uh, what – before we get into Mad Max, which uh, I'm champing at the bit to, or is it chomping? Whatever, you're at the bit. Um, I'm, yeah, there's a bit in my mouth and <laughs> Lauren's on my back holding me. Wow. Because we're about to attack. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thinking more hey, gladiator than anything else. let's get else. into the actual segment. Oh. What Tell us about, are you going to tell us about the film we just heard about or are you going to tell us about it in relation to something specifically? No, I'm pretty much going to talk a little bit about the film, the history that I have with the film. Um, a lot of these films that I'll bring up, I'm starting with a bit of an obvious one at the moment. Yep. But, you know, we're going back to 1979 with this. So, yeah. like, like you were saying, it's not going to be the greatest new film out or go check this. It's like, yeah. it's going to have a lot of nostalgia, a lot of geek factor to it. Awesome. And some hopefully some little inside stories. And Well, what can't be told about Mad Max that we don't already know? I don't know. Well, oh. you know what? I've never seen it. Oh, okay. No. All right. On, well, there on. we go. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. So, start. tell me. This is the final uh, stupidly small <laughs> podcast. <laughs> tell me why it's. Oh, I should. What What's so amazing about this film that everybody talks about? Well, for me personally, this is my favourite film of all time. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Now, one of the reasons why I love it so much it's the film that got me into university. I did a course up in Wagga, like a television sound production course. I did. Everyone goes in there and, you know, the typical reviews and classics, you know, you're going to mention your Goddard, your Fellinis. I go in there, four days of interviews. I'm the last person to go through, apparently. This is what I was told by the lecturers after the fact, once I got in. They said, you've turned up. It's 37 degrees up in Wagga in this, in this room. I'm probably like number 30 for the day and they've done four days of interviews. What, are you wearing a full leather suit? Black leather jacket, black leather pants. No, I'd probably oh. have a Dickies and Adidas on I'd or something. I'd dressed like Max, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. I don't look good in leather, Stu. I don't know about you. You do, but. actually. <laughs> Continue. So, yeah, anyway, I, I go in there and they go, all right, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, cool. What's your name? Blah, blah, blah. What's your favourite film? Yeah. Mad Max. And they went, what? <laughs> Did you just say Mad Max? I went, yeah. Why would you say that? No one talks about films like this. And especially a kid of your age, I was like, you know, 19 at the time. Uh, sorry, 17 at the time. Yeah. And they're like, everyone's coming here. They mentioned Fellini, Scorsese, Goddard, you know, and they tried to woo us with all these like big names and French cinema and all that. And you walk in and say Mad Max? I'm like, yeah. They go, why is it so good? Well, my reason is it's like when I first saw it as a kid, I was blown away. I was just like, this was made in Melbourne. You know, I grew up in Shepparton and going – oh, that's the Yu Yangs in the back of every shot in the first scene, you know mm. what I mean? So you could kind of relate to it. But yeah. essentially it's a student film. It was like a budget of about $400,000, Wow, which is nothing. Was it nothing then? Uh, yeah, 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 it was still nothing yeah. then. It okay. was, you know and I mean? it was sort of, I think it was backed by just 
punters and people Correct. in the public. Because my I remember my dad was offered shares That's uh, in right. Mad Max, and all of his mates bought, and he didn't, That's thinking right. that Australian films didn't make money, and they all made a absolute packet. Well, this has made over a hundred million dollars. What? <laughs> you know, what I mean? Prob- probably more for a four hundred thousand dollar turnover. Not That's... bad, but it was basically Byron Kennedy who was the producer who no longer with us, who died a few years later um, in a helicopter accident, I think it was, mm-hmm. met George Miller at university. So they were basically just fresh straight out of school and they went and made this film. They just went out to the Yu Yang's Little River and just went and made this crazy film about leather-cladded futuristic cops fighting bikers. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, the classic old revenge thing of like, you know, you kill my wife and kid. Right, right, I'm going in there. I'm going to get you all. And is it? I mean, this is what people now call genre film filmmaking. Isn't exactly. It? It's it, it, what this film did, and especially number two, it created this whole genre of post-apocalyptic films. Yeah, it's also uh, with the Mad Max trilogy. I mean, we, it's like The Godfather one and two are in, are classics. Yes, and, we, and you don't and talk th- about number. You three. never talk about number three, do <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. I think. <laughs> You can sort of see in number three where George Miller was, you know, with having the kid element and all that sort of stuff in it and the storylines of all the children. It kind of makes sense now when you see things like Happy Feet. Right, You know, yeah. really making those sort of family films and so forth. I've not seen Happy Feet. Does that – I don't think that's as bad as saying I've never seen Mad Max. Just, <laughs> I, I, was, I was saving up my I've never seen Mad Max for on air because yeah. I was bracing for your response. Uh, it's disgusting. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still it's contemplating disgusting. whether it's going to be episode 11 on Monday. Well, if you've got a VHS player, I can leave you the movie. Awesome. Let's do it. Now, well, is it you, you mentioned the Yu Yangs. I get the feeling it's partly uh, that too. It's partly the fact that it's kind of the – in a way, that kind of cowboy... Wastelands. Wasteland yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So the, the location's a big part of it? Location's a big part. Everything's hot. Everything's burnt. Everything's very sparse. There's, not, there's no real scenes where you have general population. You yeah, know what right. I mean? So yeah. everything's just with those casts that are in those scenes and the world just happens to be over there. Right. Like when you see it on a big screen, you actually do see some stock shots some shots of the background of um, of the Melbourne city line. You do, yeah. Mm-hmm. You watch it on like a little 4 by 3 TV, which is what we used to watch all these things on, and you're like, oh, yeah, cool, go and see the cinema, and you're like, oh, wow, it actually has Max Rockatansky like painted on the front of the car. Mm. Oh, that's Melbourne in the background. Oh, that's Fitzroy. You know what I mean? And you start seeing all these, yeah. these things that necessarily you didn't notice when you watched it on these crappy little TVs. I saw an interview recently with the screenwriter of Mad Max. I forget his name. And uh, he was saying that you couldn't make Mad Max now. It, no. it was a, a film of its time and yep. uh, even though it was, wasn't was set in any particular time really. It was set in the near future. The near future. That's the disclaimer that makes it timeless. Yeah. Set somewhere in the near future. It's huh. in the opening credits. And he said there is no way so you can make why? that film now. No. You, uh, they, they were lucky, not lucky, oh, but H&S. they did the right thing. They hit all of the points. Okay, like it, like plot points that would make a story work. Yeah. Yep. Um, they couldn't do it with that sort of budget anymore. And no. you, as you'd know from being around the industry, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned OH&S. Like there was yeah. no way you could right. do half the stuff they did in that yeah. film. Well, David Eager, 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 excuse me if I pronounce that wrong, the um, cinematographer on it, there's classic photos um, from press kits and you can actually find these on the net of him on the back of a motorbike. There's a scene where Goose is... Uh, played by Steve Bisley, is just flying down one of the back roads around the Yu Yangs. And there's David just hanging off 
with the camera, <laughs> no helmet, no nothing, sitting on the back of the motorbike doing like 100 clicks. And you're like, there's no way in the world that that would fly nowadays. No way. And one of the Completely. great things also, you can still visit um, towns like Clunes in yes. central Victoria where yep. a lot of the, the, the scenes are filmed uh, yes. when, the, when they went and uh, saw the night Riders, got the night yeah. Riders body off the train. Yes. Um, you can Driving from Ballarat to Melbourne, you, you feel like you're oh, going, that's, not, that's one of the roads out of Mad Max. They're no longer in that's use, it. but you can see them. That's it. And there are websites dedicated. We'll, we'll uh, find... Locations. Yeah, yeah, the locations of Mad Max. So it's still very much a big part of uh, Australian and locally Victorian filmmaking sort of legend and love, isn't it? it absolutely. It really just boosted things. Like, you know, within two years, they'd released Mad Max 2. They'd made a sequel right. that just was even bigger. Than that. Well, look, as a final question, because we, we were just about running out of time, Heats. Yes. Mad Max 1 or Mad Max 2? Which Mad one Max does it? 1. Or, still, purely, you did say at the top yeah. it was your favourite film. So purely you... because of the history and the nostalgia and the first time. I mean, just quickly, you know, technically this film is unbelievable. You want to learn how to edit? Watch this film. Really? It's so fast-paced. The camera shots, the movement, you know, the performances and the, how Australian it is as well. You know, it's so 70s Australia. Yeah. It's just It's an brilliant. aesthetic that people are trying to repeat, yeah. aren't they now? Yeah. 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 They're trying to manufacture it. Oh, these guys were just, they were what they were, you know. VHS Heat, the new segment with our friend Heater, and uh, we kicked it off with the legendary Mad Max. We look forward to seeing what you bring in for us next time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Dude. Thanks for having me. Stupid. All right. Well, it's time for us to get out of here this Friday morning. Mm-hmm. I am still I am so disgusted in you for never <laughs> seeing Mad Max. That is. You are right. That's almost like a, a, a jailable offence. In fact, if my party gets up tomorrow, oh my God. I'm going to ensure that that's entered into uh, law. All right. <laughs> I, be- bet, I, I bet if you watch Carrie again, you'll find a character that's represented by me, somebody who hasn't watched Mad Max. <laughs> there, there is a couple of... Lauren Clarkson carried the Brian De Palma classic. I can't, couldn't believe I couldn't remember his bloody name. Anyway, look, it's yes. time for us to finish. It the is. week is over. Yep. But we must thank our sponsor. They've yes. been with us all week. And I'll bless tell you them. right now, God mm. bless you, Lou Ridsdale, and the gang down at Lance Rock Publicity. One, for one more time, you've got a CD launch, a gig, a tour, even just a, you know, you want a bit of publicity. If you're a mu- single muso... A band of a thousand. Yeah. Because she has represented a uh, thousand piece bands before. Right. Um, that not, ne- ding, not necessarily <laughs> true. Uh, she does promotion publicity. Since 2001, caters yeah. for all types of bands and budgets. Hit up Lou down at Lance Rock Publicity. 15 years experience and just a lovely person to boot because you know they're lovely. Yeah. Because they support the Stupidly Small Podcast. I know. So thank you. Find them down at lancerock.com.au or just email Lou direct. This is how personal it is. Lou From the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet, thank you for your sponsorship this week, Lantrock. Also, yep. don't forget you can find us online anytime, mm-hmm. um, stupidlysmall.com. Dot, yes, stupidly, right. stupidlysmall.com is dot. the way to Thanks for that. Let's, let's confuse the issue even further <laughs> by just terrible. adding a dot at the web, into the I website just, address. That word just came out of my... Being computers long? And uh, don't forget, we're on Twitter at stupidlybig, <laughs> facebook.com forward slash stupidlybig. Yeah. Thank you to Heater for coming in today. Yeah. Great to have VHS Heat, or what's it, what are you going to call it? Video Heat, whatever we came up with. Yeah. It'll be called the same next time, we hope. And uh, I was watching The Simpsons last night, Lauren, and yeah, there, was a, there was a quote. 
that the great uh, poet of our time, Homer Simpson, yes. said to his dear wife Marge, yeah. and, it, and it made me think of you yeah. and of this podcast, because oh, yeah, okay? I'm yeah. going to be with you. I'm going to stick with you to the end, right? Uh-huh. Or until we get a better offer. Right. And uh, <laughs> Homer has his... <laughs> Repeating your wedding vows. Yeah, well, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. He's, I think he was holding Marge Simpson in his arms. Uh-huh. And he said, just call me Borders Books because I'll always be here. And I thought, <laughs> for some reason, that just was very apt for this morning. <laughs> See you next week, lads. Have a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Vote well.